What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. On today's episode, episode 108, we finally, finally have more than just NFL news. Nothing wrong with that. Love the NFL. Love talking about the NFL. But it's nice to change it up every once in a while. A couple of stories out of the world of baseball. Uh, you know, both are going to be kind of hot button. But, you know, it's okay. Neither one of us will shy away from controversy. Uh, Giannis, I'm not even attempting the last name. Sorry, dude. Hell of a player. Just can't pronounce your last name. That means a lot coming from me. Uh, got a contract extension. Uh, and, um, you know, are, are the Steelers as good as we thought they might have been two weeks ago? Plus, Banker Tank. Ben's not dreading it this week. He and I are on equal footing. We'll get to that later. First, Cleveland Indians. Oh, wait. Wait. Nope, 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 nope. For some reason, the Indians are the latest victim of the, I guess you can say, soapbox delegation. (laughs) That's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, You know, the, the, everything's offensive, everything's a problem. Uh, I, I don't know Indian to be a derogatory term, but I'm just a white guy, so what do I know? I mean... They're going to get their name changed after 105 seasons as the Indians. Uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I have, I, just, I have more to say than that, but you go ahead. I, I, I don't I, even know. It just seemed like they were they, – they should have been okay. They should have been fine. Uh, I'm concerned that the next step is, you know, the Braves. The Braves Black already Hawks. said they wouldn't, though. I know they said they would. Braves already but... said they wouldn't, and other te- other teams didn't say anything. But the Braves said they would not. They, but that doesn't mean down the road they're not going to have to flip because Daniel Snyder forever said he wasn't going to change the Washington team name, and then he did. So now the Indians, in their infinite wisdom, think that just to praise, I don't know, the Twitter trolls. The, the the woke to just make them happy who aren't their customers like that that's exactly something they exactly need to realize be very clear they need to understand that they are not playing to their customers they are playing to the twitter twitter blue checkmark gang which aren't going to buy tickets aren't going to buy apparel aren't going to buy jerseys aren't going to do any of that stuff. and still aren't going to be happy correct that's the problem with these people all they do is get offended on a, on a professional basis these are the people who are the direct result of everyone getting a trophy of no one ever being told they suck at something we've been through this before when i was a kid i loved baseball i still love baseball guess who sucked at baseball this guy right here i was no good I should have been playing left out, and that was it. I, I was no good. Now, my parents never said that to me. They encouraged me. They said, hey, yo, try harder. You know, practice more. And they'd help me. They'd, they'd try to practice with me, you know, take some batting practice in the backyard, all that stuff. I just wasn't good. And you know what? That's okay. Not everyone's good at everything. But with these people, if everything is real, every everything is awesome, they're awesome at everything, if they think it in their mind, it's just reality, they don't have any facts. They just have their opinions. And if you don't agree with their opinions, it's offensive. Nothing's yeah. going to make them happy. Nothing. And you'll be, and you'll be canceled. 
So well, you can't get canceled if you don't give a shit what they think. That's true. So that's true. <laughs> um, I I just think you're just they're just gonna be pushing keep pushing the line is is what the problem is. So the Chiefs the Chiefs will be on the on the docket next along with the Braves with the Blackhawks and then they're gonna push they're gonna push even farther. They're gonna look at they'll they'll try to think of creative ways why the 49ers name is wrong, why the Patriots name is wrong. I, I just I just think there there seems to be no end. There you know, just seems to be no end. So it's, it's you're not playing again. You're not playing to your customers. You're playing to the woke, the the Twitter blue checkmark gang. You're not your fans. I am sure Cleveland Indian fans are up in arms about this because it's their name. That's what they die die for. That's what they they live for each and every day. And yet. The Cleveland Indians just made a decision, and I, I think it's a bad decision. But it, they're just going to move on. Well, I do too. And apparently, get this—it's so offensive. They're still going to wait till after the 2021 season because they don't want to have to do all the rebranding. So they're still going to wait a full year. Wait, 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 they're still going to wait a full year calling them the Indians now. But wait, 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 after wait, wait, 2021, yeah, no, you didn't know that. I didn't know. Uh, this is, I this saw, is fun. Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, ju- I just saw the headline come across my uh, phone yesterday, and it just said that you know the Cleveland Indians were changing their name. I didn't dig into the article, so we're gonna play an entire baseball season yep, with as the, the same Cleveland name. Indians. Yep, even though it's not not right. Well, t- team owner Paul Dolan announced he announced a change on Monday, and he did okay. announce they would not be known as the Tribe. Or the Cleveland baseball team, so that's so that's good. Gonna... That's good. They're not going to Washington football team this thing. I I just want to say one thing real quick because we're gonna move, we're gonna move on to the, you yeah. know later. I mean the same topic, but a di- little different segment of it. Uh, after, of course, you say whatever you need to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole reason that Washington changed their name was because their former name was a derogatory slang term for Native Americans. So you know what. I 100% I'm cool with that. Not that it matters. It's going to happen anyways. But I'm okay with that. If you just want to say we don't want that anywhere near the game, that's fine. That's fine. Indian is not a slang term. Indians, the whole reason they're called Indians and not Native American is because when Columbus came here, he thought he was coming to the West Indies. So when he landed and saw people, they called them Indians instead of Native Americans. There was nothing slang about it. He thought he was calling these people what they actually were being called. And it's like, now, now that it's, it's, I mean, it's factually inaccurate, but it's not offensive. Same as brave. Brave is a term of honor in Native American tribes. And and the owner says he, he changed the name because he met with Native American officials. He consulted with them. Well, okay. But, you can find and you can find anything on the internet to support or you know discredit your opinion based on where you look about anything so take this with a grain of salt but there's been a lot of 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 results from uh uh, surveys came out from people of native american descent saying they didn't find any of this offensive they really didn't care that much this isn't this isn't native american people having a problem with this this is virtue signaling white people. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. 
It's all it is. And it's fine. Whatever. I just, I feel bad for the fans of the team who now people looking at them with a negative light because, oh, you're a fan of an offensive team. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're a fan of a team that has an owner that has no spine. That's basically what And can't just tell people, this isn't a derogatory term. Get over it. It's not like they move cities. It's not like he just said out of the blue, hey, you know what? It's just time for a change. This isn't working. We got to shake things up a little bit. Nope. He did this because he didn't want people who aren't, like you said earlier, who are not your core audience anyways. They're not even your audience. None of these folks who are crying about this watch games. They don't care. They're not your market. Stop worrying about people who are not your target audience. We started doing that. Yeah. We kind of beat around the bush on some things when we had strong opinions. We kind of we kind of played them down because we didn't want to bother anybody. We didn't want to rock the boat. And then we got a little bit more opinionated. And you know what? Yep. The people that really understand really liked it. And our downloads went up. And we got a little bit of flack here and there, but I really don't care. It's like No, cuz I'm only fine. I'm only gonna, I'm only going to play to the people that actually care about what we have to say is is the opinions I'm going to listen to. And to be clear, I don't think you're saying people would disagree because I can have an argument or a disagreement or a conversation with anybody. But but my point would be is make sure you bring facts to the table. Exactly. Make, right. make sure you and and if you're going to if you're going to respond to something I say, something you say, make sure you listen to the whole scope of the discussion, the whole scope of the audio clip, whatever it may be. And don't just take snippets of it. And I think that's what the the Indians and Indians are trying to do right now is they're just they're just worried about every little thing that any person's saying and not just okay. We can we can take this survey and talk to these uh, Native Americans and see what they have to say. But let's remember, we need to talk to our fans and see what they have to say. Because that's important, too. And it almost seems like it's like when the Big Ten decided to, to cancel, you know, uh, fall football and push it to spring. It didn't seem like they talked to the players, which one would think is an essential part of the discussion. It's essential that you talk to your fans so you can get the the level of, of, of how they feel about the name and how they feel about the culture that they they built, that their fathers and mothers have been part of, that the brothers and sisters have been a part of. Because this is, this is like you said, 105 years. It's a long, long time. And you can't just... You can't just sweep that away. And then what's no. going to happen now? And now it's going to be the Cleveland blank, whatever it's going to be. And now it's like a whole... Oh, wait, wait. And we're going to get to that when you're done. There's some oh, suggestions that God. have been floated around, and they are abysmal. Well, good news, Chris, because I didn't see those either. So let's let's uh, let's have at those and see what uh, see what's coming up on the... All right. So the folks, the folks in Cleveland and, and around the country, and I'm sure parts of the world who are fans of MLB, who supported the... Cleveland Indians, uh, the the paying customers, the the people who realize it's just a nickname. Uh, they now, because of those who don't, you know, pay attention to the game at all, except when there's something to be quote offended about, uh, get to have their team team name 
be something different. And there's been some uh, floated around. Obviously, there's to be very clear, none of these are official. None of these are have even been suggested by the owner. These are just people who are relatively close to the inside saying these are names that have been kind of bandied about a little bit. Wait, is one of them Cleveland Rocks? One is the Cleveland Rockers. Oh, my gosh. Which is just, I mean, I'd, if you were going to rename it in the 80s, that'd be fine. But now right. it's like, that's stupid. Um, uh, you know, they have, <laughs> the other one is the Cleveland Spiders, for whatever reason. I mean, that sucks. Um, that sucks. That's awful. Wasn't there a... Wasn't there a baseball, a former baseball team called the Spiders in Ohio somewhere? I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't, know. I don't I'd know. I'd have to look that up. But the one that's believed to actually be legit is, I can't believe this is real, the Cleveland Citizens. And uh, why would that be the lead in the Well, the, the believe, believed to be uh, the, the legitimate one. Because on August 17th of this year, not only was it my birthday, but MLB filed a trademark for the name Cleveland Citizens. And to anybody who's like, oh, they just announced this Monday. Things like this aren't just announced. They're in the works for months and months and months. They made sure all these trademarks, whatever they're going to do, would clear. Because they have to rebrand all of this. This is a tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> in a whole lot of paperwork to do this. This isn't just like, oh, we're going to redo it and then we're going to throw it on some t-shirts. This is a big to do. So the fact that, you know, four months ago this got started is not surprising at all. Uh, That doesn't mean that's going to be the name that they, they could have, they could have trademarked 30 names. Right. And they probably did, to be honest with you, just whatever, whatever they thought it could possibly be. They just here, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Um, because they don't want because they don't want rumors getting out about a certain name that they're like angling towards, right? And they haven't got the trademark on it, and then someone usurps them and gets the trademark, and now MLB and the Cleveland team are in a legal fight with Person X because they they got the trademark already. So that, oh, that's, a, that's exactly it. You saw that when the internet became really prevalent. Yeah, people would let websites of big companies lapse. Big com- excuse me, companies would let their their website name lapse. People would buy them up, and then they'd, they'd, you know, if the company wanted them, they'd buy them for, you know, $20,000, to make sure that they had their name, the same uh, website address as their company name. It's exactly that. They, they, make, they don't want to let anything out that they might change it until they have anything they might use already under wraps. That's what happened with Barstool. They still don't have the rights to Barstool.com. It's still some guy that... Got the website way before, and they still can't force him to sell it to them. And that's exactly why, in any case, and case in point, I believe um, Chris trademarked our um, our brand, so that way no one tries to yep. undercut us, which is shrewd business move, sir. Well, you see, there is a thing called – I didn't trademark it, but – um, considering we have over a year and a hundred episodes mm-hmm. under this brand of ours, all we'd have to do in any court case is show, hey, we've been doing this since 2018 or 2019. We've been under under this title, and whoever whoever was encroaching on that, it would get tossed out. 
Oh. And they'd have to. They'd have to. I did a lot of research on it. Yeah, it's it's. There is a right to use that you can have without being an LLC or a trademarked, you know, company. But you know, let us get let us get a few more downloads, and you might see that trademark coming. But I think I. I I'd try. I'd comment on on what the name should be, but I just don't think they should have changed it. So I really don't care what they change their name to. I really, I have no opinion on what it will be. I have no opinion on what I care it to be because it is utterly ridiculous that they're changing it. So you want? How about the softies? I was gonna. I was How about the whiners? Thinking, I was thinking snowflakes. All names are applicable. So I, I just. Do what you want, but I'm sure the fan base is not going to be thrilled. Will they lose their entire fan base? No. Will they lose a percentage? Uh, there's a chance. I'll tell you what. If we put it in our position, because we're Patriots fans, and even though they're not really on the radar, we can sense that at some point the Patriots will be in the crosshairs just because of the name. I would I would be very angry if they changed the name. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like earlier in the season when the, before the season started football football season when the Chiefs said, "Oh, no more headdresses, no more drums, no more of the this the, the the war dance stuff at the games because it could be um, it could be seen as offensive." Dude, like the Warriors and, and, and like the war dance stuff is like a major part of Native American culture. It's, nobody was mocking anything. Like there was nobody was bothered by that, except people who don't watch your product. Yes. You know what you can do with those people? Let them continue to be offended not watching your product. Who cares? Look, I am all for, like I said, not using racial, ethnic, homophobic slurs, things of that nature. There's no place for that. I get it. That's not what any of these names are, with the exception of the one in Washington, which they changed, and I'm all for that. Indian. Brave, Black Hawk. These Chiefs. aren't offensive. What's that? Chiefs. Chiefs. These aren't offensive. These aren't offensive. I mean, some of the seasons these teams have have been offensive. That's a whole different story. That is a different discussion. Well, you know, they like said the 2021 season, the Cleveland baseball team will still be the Indians. We'll see about after that. But learn today that that season may, in fact, be pushed back, or at least spring training, we pushed back until April or May, perhaps. Uh, and the reason for this is Commissioner Rob Manfred has, st- uh, okay, he hasn't stated himself. Baseball has stated. So I can't say he himself said that, but he is the commissioner. So you would figure that is his point of view. Uh, they are thinking of pushing back the start of spring training. So make sure all players can get the COVID vaccination before they begin playing. Now, Look, I'm not here to debate anybody's point of view on, I mean, we're going to give our point of view. I'm not here to debate anybody's point of view about this vaccine. You feel how you feel. I personally, I'm hopeful. Hopefully it's cool. Hopefully everything's fine. Nobody gets, nothing bad happens to anybody when they take it. It works. That's what it's supposed to. And we can all move on. So this time next year, we're all complaining about tripping over each other in the mall again, Christmas shopping. Just get back to the normal normal, not this new normal BS. That's what I want. So that if that's what it takes, cool, whatever. But 
uh, uh, you know, I'm a little skeptical just based on the fact of how long it normally takes. I just hope nothing bad happens to anybody taking these first couple of rounds, and we'll find out. Everything goes smooth. Hey, make more, good to go. Um, but I am not. I'm not anti-vaccine. I just I'm concerned about the fact they rushed it, and we're, we haven't seen nearly the trials we normally see. Normally, research and, and discovery is two to five years, and we're talking about eight to ten months. We have it <laughs> from bell to bell. We're done. Eh, I don't know, man. That's. I'm hoping nothing bad happens. I'm I'm sketchy on it myself. Uh, I don't. I would not be first in line. Well, we're I'm not anyways, pre- which is kind of it's kind of convenient because we're not anyways. So that that kind of right. works out so, for us. So, so. <laughs> um, I I just I I don't like to throw around compliments about for MLB. I'm sure you're aware of that. I think it's a good move to at least get out in front of it and say, hey, this is a potential might happen. Yep. We're playing. I, I don't want to say they're planning, but, you know, they're at least looking at it from afar and saying this could happen. We might need to do this as a precaution to try to get everyone vaccinated, everyone, so we can actually play the game 100% with everyone available to play. It's a smart move. It's something that every league should do if they feel like they're trying to – they have to – because the NBA has already started, if you weren't aware. Uh, yeah, but I think I, that was very quietly too. I didn't even – I didn't yeah. hear much about it. And then it's just like, oh, wow, okay. I'm looking – I thought it was a replay of a game the other day on ESPN. And I click on it, and I'm like, that, that's new. And I'm pretty sure they're not in the bubble. And same with NHL. They're starting uh, beginning of next month, and there's no bubble. So – they're kind of going at it. I don't know. I mean, we've, we've gotten word that the NFL won't cut the line. That's that's from Roger Goodell. And it seems like MLB is going to wait their turn, so to speak, which is why they pushed back the season. I haven't heard anything from the NHL or the NBA, so I don't know what, you know, what's going on there. Are they uh, trying to uh, – push uh push their players to get vaccinated so they can play full seasons it doesn't it doesn't really matter because a lot of states that nba's playing are still not gonna allow fans so it, I, some of it just doesn't really matter at this point well it does matter in a sense of having a plan because we we, we recrucified mlb throughout the entirety of that break in, in the time when they weren't playing, when they kept talking about trying to start up and uh, you know, the entirety of the season for not having a plan. So I think it's a good step just to say if, if it's a potential problem, because they had some problems with, with, I don't, you know, for a quote outbreaks early in last, during last season, at MLB, right. right. It was a big mess. They had, you know, they had to stop spring training, and then they had to sit there and argue and try to figure out how many games they're going to play, what the percentage of the pay was going to be, and all this nonsense. And I think if they just say, "Hey, we're not stepping on the field again," 
until this vaccine is available to us. We're going to take this, and then everybody be good. Won't have to worry about this crap anymore, providing it works the way we hope it works. And also, maybe, just maybe, get all the other ancillary stuff figured out. You know, just if you're not going to play a full season, figure out compensation ahead of time. Figure out all the games um, schedules ahead of time and not play this, you know, oh, we're going to figure it out a week before the uh, particular event happens, i.e. Toronto Blue Jays not having a home field. Three days before the season, season. yeah. No, you know what I do if I'm, if I'm MLB, the way everything went last year, just, just to be a smartass, uh, <laughs> I tell the players, nope, you're getting all your money next year. We're playing a full 162, don't worry. But we're, we're not starting spring training until April. We'll be going to play until December. Actually, January. Bring your skis. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I'll tell you what. A lot of players would love to go to Colorado then. While you're in town, you can visit Aspen. There you go. Hey, get a vacation while you play the whole nine yards. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is I, – I, actually, I just want to bring up uh, – you mentioned earlier how uh, Roger Goodell said the NFL wouldn't cut the line. There was never any talk of letting the NFL cut the line. Right. That was all people assuming because they were a big, rich organization. They were going to get to cut the line. And Goodell, look, I stated before, I'm not his biggest fan, but he's handled a lot of this about as well as you could expect. Uh, or, or, you know, this is – nobody knows how to deal with everything that's going on right now. Everyone's going by the seat of their pants. And I'd say all things considered, Goodell's doing a pretty damn nice job. Uh, it's not perfect, but neither is anybody listening. Neither is Ben. Neither am I. So let's stop expecting perfection everywhere when we can't do it ourselves. But he stated, just to make sure it was clear, the NFL was not trying to get, there was no deal in place to get preferential treatment, to get the vaccine in time for the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Goodell said they're going to wait in line like everybody else. They're just citizens like everybody else. And that's, you know, not entirely true in every aspect of the <laughs> of, yeah. of, of the board. But, I mean, in this particular instance, they weren't caught in the line. They were going to wait. They were still going to be vigilant. They were going to be careful. They were going to continue their testing. They were going to continue to do things the way they've done things. And that's that. I mean, every player that's gotten sick from this or – False positive, whatever it may be. There's been a few of those. Some it affected strongly. You got guys like Miles Garrett and Lamar Jackson who said they were exhausted. For like a week and a half, they just pretty much slept. They were down. They were out. But they came back and they were okay. So, I mean, yeah, there were some outbreaks. There were some issues. But in the long run, it hasn't been anything damning or terrible. I would say, I would say just to finish this off, it actually is beneficial to the NFL on, on two fronts to not to, to come out and state that. Uh, one, the PR for this would be astronomically bad if oh, they yeah. for, if they were found out. Especially when you look at it, they only have a month left of games essentially, and then they have the playoffs, which you have a reduced pool, and you can kind of control that a little bit more than you can in the regular season. So it's almost not worth it. I, we understand, you know, playoffs are huge. Super Bowl is the event. But it's almost not worth that PR hit to just say, hey, we can we can make it through the rest of the season. And then the second point would be 
you don't know what this vaccine is going to do. Could it put down someone for two days? Could it put someone down for a week, a week and a half? How are they going to feel after it? What are the effects? Why, if they start taking in the off season, now they have the off season instead of, instead of, you know, before the AFC championship game, um, Patrick Mahomes takes, you know, the vaccination gets through that. But now he goes up against, I don't know, the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, he was down for a week and and, and six days, uh, but he'll play. He just isn't going to be good. I think it's beneficial to just it's still probably go three fifty and four. Well, yeah, because I, I probably a bad example because um, he is such a freak, and that's a good term. Uh, I just think it's beneficial for the entire league to just say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna follow the process. We're gonna stay in line because our off season lines up with a timeline when the players will get vaccinated because they don't care about MLB, they don't care about NHL and NBA. They're only worried about themselves and their, their timeline actually works best for this scenario. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, it was good to get out in front. Uh, same way with MLB. It was good. You know, I think if, if this is, if this is the world that, it, you know, it's going to be for the next couple of months, like it has been for the past eight or nine, you know, uh, this isn't anybody's version of ideal, but if this is the game we have to play, then I think MLB is playing a smart hand there. So let's move on to the NBA. Something we haven't said in a long, long time. Hasn't been a lot of news, but you know the league just did start up again, and uh, looks like Giannis. Not that there was much concern, but we'll be staying in Milwaukee, and uh, made a few bucks doing it. He got a nice supermax five-year, two hundred and twenty-eight million dollar, which is what it can max out to. Uh, we'll start him a GoFundMe so he can feed I, his family. For, for, first off, I, I think your point was, uh, and I think they made this point in the uh, pre-show, um, that there was always these little rumors that is he going to sign or, yeah. or, or wow, now that he signed, everything could be chills. Like He was never not going to sign. And I correlated it to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis never saw progress in New Orleans. Right. Giannis has seen progress each and every year. He sees not only progress in himself, progress in his team, his commitment to the team to to bring in talent or retain talent that is going to help him reach his goal, NBA Finals. And that's why there's a difference. And that's why I, I don't, I never thought there was going to be a chance that Giannis wasn't going to sign in Milwaukee. He was going to, that's where you get the most money. That's just the smart thing to do. Anthony Davis is a different situation. That's, that's was lingering for a year. Plus there was already a trade potential trade in place for him to go somewhere else. And it got squashed. I just, I don't understand why anyone would think, Giannis would not sign there when there really wasn't any rumors that he wasn't going to sign because he's actually under contract still. So this is like you, like you said, this is an extension. So I don't, I just, I don't understand why that narrative was out there. Because people but, got word quotas, man. Yeah. People got word quotas. People got to see their, their words on paper the same way they got to hear their own voice. It, it's the same reason 
you know, all these, I know it's not called shock jock anymore, but it's essentially all these sports shock jocks who are on TV who just say the most outlandish stuff. Kellerman made a career out of dog and Tom Brady. Right. He was, he was a boxing analyst on ESPN two, you know, Wednesday nights. And he comes out and dogs Tom Brady and says a bunch of nonsense. And all of a sudden now he's an NFL expert. It, it, it's like, you know, you say something outlandish and the right person sees it. All of a sudden you start making money off it and you don't stop. I, I saw that on Bleacher Report and, 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 you know, it's, you know, Bleacher Report is what it is. There's some good things. There's some other things to say it nicely. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I, yeah, I, considering it wasn't even a contract being up, I don't understand yet yeah, the same as you, why it was a, why you even had to waste, you know, ink and paper or a, a, at least, you know, the, the strokes on a keyboard to to write about him potentially not being happy when there's 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 nothing to that. No. There's nothing to that. He wasn't gonna get as much money anywhere else because you get more for staying with your team in the NBA. You sign a max deal with your current team, you make more money. He would have had to have really despised his time in Milwaukee, which by all accounts is not even close to the case. Exactly. In, order, in order to take off. And, and it just wasn't Anthony Davis wasn't happy where he was before. He was with um Oh god, you remember New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Wasn't happy down there. Made it very clear. And let's be perfectly honest also. Giannis, pound for pound, is a superior player to Anthony Davis. I mean, that's not even a debate. I mean, it's not a knock on Anthony Davis. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, pizza is better than spaghetti. I mean, some people may disagree, but they're both good. A pizza's at but the pizza's top clearly it. better. I mean, it's hundred percent. Yeah, it's the hierarchy. I mean, it's pizza. So I mean, you still get your people out in LA who are probably going to go. Oh, we like spaghetti better. Well, yeah, because you have spaghetti now. But well, in LA they don't really use real pasta though. You don't know that. Well, maybe Aust- Austin's not Italy either, and they got great Italian restaurants. I, I'd, I'd I'd be willing to bet money. There's some restaurants out in LA that make some killer homemade pasta. All right, that's fair. Probably make some killer pizza too, though. So there you go. <laughs> I just don't. I, I. I don't look at Anthony Davis' situation and just I don't blame him, really, because I just know they didn't. It's not like New Orleans didn't try; they just couldn't acquire the correct pieces, and that's what the Milwaukee Bucks need to learn: is that you need to have the correct pieces around him to have sustained success and not, not, not winning the NBA finals every year, but make it sure you're competitive in the, in the Eastern conference finals, make a get at least one championship somewhere in there. Cause Giannis is talented enough to do it, do it. LeBron James did and drag a poor Cleveland Cavaliers team to the NBA final. It's just a matter of having a couple pieces around him and making that work. And I'm not saying an Anthony Davis level because, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis together. That's the dynamic you like, you want to see. You just need a couple little pieces to add to Giannis to make that team unstoppable. And then, you know, get some luck. Well, you know, good good for him. I mean, 
like I've stated pretty much every time we talk contracts, sports money is all monopoly money. It's ridiculous. Um, people can have a problem with the money and all that, but give anybody out there listening the chance to make that kind of money over a five-year span, and they'd take it in a heartbeat. So good for Giannis. Uh, I think pound for pound, he's the best player in the NBA by far. And uh, looks like he'll be winning MVPs in Milwaukee for at least the next five, six years. So good for him, good for them. On to the NFL, because this would not be Ben and Chris Talk Sports without at least a little football talk. Well, we need to do some. That is, that is, you know, where we got our roots from. Back for you OGs who used to listen to Ben and Chris talk football. Uh, Steelers. Lost again to Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo is a hell of a team. But after starting off 11-0 and being widely considered the worst 11-0 team ever, I don't know how you calculate that. I don't know. I've seen, I saw the Steelers during that time get lucky and also be very good, which is what it takes to go for a long winning streak in the NFL. Uh, but they've kind of stumbled the last couple of weeks. They lost to the Washington football team to go to 11-1. and And then this past Sunday night, they got pretty well handled by the Buffalo Bills. And nothing. there's no shame the way the Bills are playing and losing to them. Because I think if it isn't for a guy named Patrick Mahomes down in Kansas City, Josh Allen's in the MVP discussion. But they're just... Something with the Steelers' offense is not clicking. And I realize they've lost a lot of pieces on defense, but that defense is still playing well. They just can't get off the field because the Steelers' offense, they can't run. They have 17 running backs, and it's all the same person. Their offensive line's good. Roethlisberger's been sacked once in like the last 300 dropbacks. And, and they obviously have talent at receiver. They cannot run the ball to save their life, and then they give up trying after like one quarter of getting two-yard runs. They don't stick with it. Something with this team is not clicking. And can this team go anywhere? You picked them. You picked them to win the Super Bowl. I did. After last week with our with our uh, you know way too early playoff predictions. Yeah. Can this team seriously go out there the way they're playing right now and compete with a Buffalo again, which last Sunday night will tell us no, they can't, or Kansas City, even a Tennessee who can run the ball and control the clock. I know they beat them earlier in the year, but that was a close game. I mean, this. They almost lost to a Baltimore team without Lamar Jackson. That was down like nine starters because of COVID. Is this team as good as the record may indicate right now? I think because I saw a stat, um, and and forgive me for not getting the correct numbers, but from week one. No one's listening, just you and I. (laughs) Week one to week 12, they were number one. I believe it was quarterback hit rate on defense. I believe that was the stat. And then week uh, 13 and 14, they dropped the 17th. The correlation there, and, and this stunned me because I've had my opinions on Bud Dupree. But the subtraction of Bud Dupree from the defense has dropped the hit rate on the quarterback from 1 to six to 17th in the league. Well, Bud That's Dupree a, can get the quarterback. Yeah. So that's a huge factor right there. And pair that with they're still incapable of running the ball consistently. And that's 
been the problem the entire season, but you're right. They've gotten lucky. They've gotten some great defensive plays, timely catches from whether it's Deontay Johnson, James Washington, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. There's been opportunities for all of them to make a play. But now that you can't, now that your defense can't really get to the quarterback, because TJ Watt is is great, but if you only have one person able to pass, rush the passer, right? You just lean cover, lean the line to that side of the field, wherever uh, TJ Watt is at, and now he now he's he's uh, pacified, and now you don't have to worry about him. And now you can run the ball, you can pass the ball, you can do your five seven step drops, and not have to worry. Yeah, you could see that the other day. You could very easily see that. It wasn't even like brought up during like I mean, it was brought up, but it wasn't even like you had to wait until they did their little you know analysis in between plays. The announcers, you just watched T.J. Watt double, triple covered or blocked. Couldn't get to the quarterback because there's no Bud Dupree on the other side. There's no Devin Bush to you know disrupt and do everything he does. Yeah. Which makes everybody less effective because everybody has to pick up the slack of whoever's in there. And then the guy who came in for Devin Bush got hurt and was missing and missed time too. So it's like they're down three starting caliber linebackers. And as good as TJ Watt is, you got two or three guys blocking you every play. You're, you're not going to be as effective. No. And then you're going to get even more tired and you're going to wear down and your morale is going to go down because, you know, you're a pro, but you're not playing up to your standard because you got three guys blocking you every play. And add to that, your offense, if they go three and out, take about, I don't know, three minutes of real time and 30 seconds of game time off the clock because you can't run and you can't have ball control offense. You can't sit down and take a breather. And we're not talking like Kansas City where Mahomes will go out there and put up a touchdown. Yeah, if you're going out there and every time you're, <laughs> your offense is only on the field for a minute and a half, but they're putting up seven every time, you really don't care if you're a defense. You're, you're flying high. You're flying around. You're playing the ball. You're being aggressive. You're having a great time. If you're losing to Washington and getting stomped by Buffalo, it, 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 it just your your offense is stagnant. What do you do? I mean, if you're Mike Tomlin, I mean, he's Mike Tomlin's a no excuses guy. He's come out and he said, "We're we're not doing well right now the last two weeks because of us." He's not he's not out there blaming anybody else. But if you're going to take responsibility, but if nothing changes, it doesn't really matter. Now his job should not be in jeopardy. We, we, there's no way. That's not. That's not what I'm saying. They're 11 and two. It's not jump the gun and get ridiculous here. But if they lose, you know they got three games left. They lose, you know, they lose two of those games, and you know then they get a disadvantage. Um, not an advantageous, you know, first round opponent in the playoffs. It could be one and done. You could go from eleven and zero to one and done in the playoffs. That sucks. That's bad for morale. I can I can see Tennessee coming up to Pittsburgh and just bury him. Especially if that offense can't get off, um, and and Derrick Henry comes out and starts leaning on him early. That can be a long day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, they can fly high all they want with their passing offense. But we've, we've talked about this before. If, if you're a defense and you know what that offense is going to do, 
it and they, they can be super talented with the exception of the Kansas City Chiefs you can pacify what that team does really great if you know what they're going to do because J- James Conner right now is not a threat Benny Snell is not a threat Anthony McFarland's not a threat just the way it is and, and Ben Roethlisberger is not a mobile quarterback like Lamar like Josh Allen not even like, like he used to be not even like you know he is he is just a drop back passer that's can hit his targets and if Eric Ebron is going to keep with this I'm going to catch one pass and drop two that's not going to work either it's just inconsistency on the offensive passing game and the fact that the running game is just non-existent is a problem and it's going to be a problem the rest of the season and once they get in the playoffs i see any team any team with a decent running game can go into pittsburgh and handle them yeah and i mean if you like you said roethlisberger has zero mobility uh you know if you it's okay to have zero mobility if you can move around in the pocket, if you have a running game, so they can't just rush the passer every single play and stack the line. Um, and even without the running game, the offensive line, like I said, has been tremendous. I think it's like 275 or 300, you know, passing plays, pass attempts. Roethlisberger has been sacked once. So he's not getting beat up back there. But if there's no fear of the running game, all they're going to do is drop people back in the coverage. And, and you know no one's gonna run the ball on them because like I said they have three or four running backs and they're all the same type of player they don't have a guy who can run and a guy who can catch a guy who can mix it up there's no diversity there when it comes to the talent or skill skill sets of their running backs and they're all about seemingly about the same strength there's no Derrick Henry they're just most people down and as I said you know we don't have a running game we got a quarterback who's a statue and then you add to that receivers the last few weeks who cannot seem to catch the ball. Eric Ebron, it's always been a problem with him, except that one season with Indy. Deontay Johnson, I saw him drop like three or four passes last game, last couple of games. Didn't Washington, the same with Washington. Yeah, and Tomlin called him out on it, and he did it again the next game. Uh, Tomlin straight up came out and said, if, we, if the people who we pay to catch passes can't catch passes, they won't be catching passes for us anymore. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean about as straight, that's about as straightforward as you can get. Like, you know, I think he also said uh, something like, if you have to go to the people who you pay as their job to catch passes and help them learn how to catch passes, that's a problem. And he's 100% right. These are receivers. You're not trying to convert a cornerback or, uh, like Julian Edelman's case, a college QB to be a receiver. These are guys who have been receivers. They get paid to be receivers. They've shown talent at the receiver position. And now they just cannot seem to not drop the ball. They can't run it. Roethlisberger can't move. There's not, there isn't that aspect of any kind of fear of any running game. Uh, you know, this look, there's a lot of talent on an offense. There really is, especially on that line and the receiving core. They can make the right adjustments, but it doesn't matter if you get guys wide open every play. If they're dropping the balls, <laughs> you're still going to be sitting on the sideline. That if the play calls aren't going to be a mystery, if if you're just not going to if you're just going to sit there and not expect a run, and even if they do a pop a 
five, six yard run, you know, what's going to happen the next play. They're going to pass. So there's no point in really defending the run because if you're, even if you run a base 34 defense, you have beefy enough guys to, to handle that, handle a running game that is less than mediocre. And so it's just not going to be a problem. And as much as I would, I will stand with my pick. I'm very concerned that if they don't get the right matchups in the playoffs and can't figure this, this thing out, because I'll tell you what, Cleveland, uh, not Cleveland, um, Kansas City Chiefs can't run the ball either, but they have one distinct advantage. They have Patrick Mahomes and they have Tyreek Hill. That would be two. All right. That, that's true. Okay. Because they're different people. So. They have two. They have two advantages. Then, thank you for correcting me. That's what I do. My 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 concept was uh, the ability to move the ball down the field quickly. In, in fairness, math was not math was not on the show rundown. So it was not. It was not. Well, but, uh, what is? That, go ahead. What is on the rundown? Banker tank. There we go. Week fourteen. It's pretty good to Ben. Unfortunately for him, he couldn't make up any ground because we had the same record. We both went four and two. Number one fan of the show, Tammy, two and four. Uh, ben overall is 37 and 47 for the season. I have a 10 game lead on him at 47 and 37. And Tammy is just behind Ben at 32 and 39. I don't think she started playing until week three. So, yeah. you know, she'd probably be right there with you if, if that was the case. Um, so we're, we're getting up to the point now, Ben, where if I get a couple more games on you, if I, if I'm, if I get two more wins than you this season, this week coming up, yeah, that'll be a 12 game lead, which means I could not get, I, I could get one right total the last two weeks and you'd have to get everything right in order to either tie or pass me. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not going to get oh, ahead I of bet. myself. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Uh, but I, I'm liking my chances to walk away with the regular season title, and we're not we're not quite sure what we're gonna do for the postseason. We'll still do it, but uh, it's gonna be a little bit different look. But it's uh, we're gonna do something like we did last year. But week fifteen, uh, bank. I'm gonna go Derek Carr, Jonathan Taylor, and Robert Woods. So I'm going Robert Woods on two reasons. One, because they're facing the Jets. And let's just be honest. The Jets are terrible. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. They're terrible. And I feel almost required to pick someone going against the Jets, the bank, because, again, they're terrible. Uh, but I like the momentum of the L.A. Rams right now. And it seems like Robert Woods is kind of having a revival this year. There have been a few slick ups in a few games, but it seems like Robert Woods is really putting together a, a really good season. And I think the matchup favors any receiver, but favors uh, Robert Woods this weekend against the Jets. Who do you got? I have Matt Ryan, Derrick Henry, and Mike Evans. I'm going to highlight Mike Evans uh, the same way that the Bucks and Tom Brady should be more but it's a different story. Um, he's the best receiver on that, on that team, uh, you know, as far as just, just mm. pure physical gifts. 
He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He can go up and get it. They need to make this guy a bigger part of the offense. Brady's got to stop trying to throw 30 yards down the middle of the field to Gronk when he has Evans wide open. It, it's absurd. Uh, the, the Bucks should be better than they are, but for whatever reason, Brady only wanted to throw to Edelman when he was in New England, and now he wants to throw to everybody in Tampa Bay. Give it to Evans. Give it to Edwins. Throw it to Guyland if he's in there. Mix in a little Scotty Miller because Brady loves that kind of fast slot receiver and be done with it. Stop the nonsense. But Evans is going to have a big, big day. Atlanta is absolutely terrible in their secondary. I believe they're the 32nd ring secondary. Evans is going to have a monster day. He's going to have, I know I said this last week, he's going to have a Michael Thomas day. Evans is going to have a day like he would have had if Jameis Winston was there. It's going to be 150, 160, two touchdowns. It's going to be a monstrous because Atlanta's secondary, I mean, they can't stop anybody. I was trying to think of a funny analogy there for how bad they are. Watching them play is bad enough, so there's really no humor that I could I could actually exasperate on by making an analogy. Yeah. So, tank. Uh, uh, interesting. Um, I picked Tom Brady to tank. Uh, after everything you just said about the Atlanta Falcons defense. Well, see, we could still do that, because if he does it right, he's only going to throw to Evans, so he should be fine. It's true. Uh, Chris Carson and Juju Smith-Schuster. So I see see what Pittsburgh is going to do this weekend. I feel like they're going to try to get the running game going, and they're going to focus on the running game, because they know they need a part of it to actually be successful in the playoffs. Plus, I think they'll be able to handle Cincinnati to the point where Juju's not going to get the the targets. He's not going to get the catches. If he gets a touchdown, he'd be lucky. I just think there's, there's too many factors going into this game specifically and coming off of two straight losses because they have to keep – as, as crazy as it sounds, they have to keep Cleveland uh, away from striking distance because Cleveland's coming up on them. They haven't been losing. So, yeah, what a, it's game, a, that, what a game that was Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a vitally important game for both those teams, and Cleveland, to their credit, didn't want the moral victory. Uh, because they needed the victory. But I think I think this is an important game for Pittsburgh because they need to make sure that they keep Cleveland right where they're at. I think they're like two games up on Cleveland, maybe three games, but two. Two? Okay. They need to they need to make sure they keep them at a arm's distance so that even if they have a late season slip up. Uh, they have enough uh, ground between them and Cleveland to make sure they secure that uh, division division title. Obviously, they would need a lot of things to happen in their favor to re- uh, uh, reacquire the first seed, and I just don't think Kansas City is going to really relinquish that. Well, add to the fact I just add on. I know we don't normally do this, but add to the fact that one of Pittsburgh's remaining games is against Cleveland. 
uh, they cannot afford to. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, if they can't afford to lose anything. Even if they lose that game against Cleveland, they got to win the other two. All right, I'm going to go with Jared Goff, Alvin Kamara, and Stefan Diggs. I highlighted the receiver and bank. I'm going to do the same in tank, Stefan Diggs. He's been phenomenal this year. Nothing against him. Not hating on him at all. He's had a great year. He and Josh Allen are an awesome pairing. He works perfectly in Buffalo. And by all accounts, his, you know, quote, attitude problems that he's had in Minnesota have not reared their head in Buffalo. Supposedly has been absolutely great. So that might have been a little bit of the Vikings saving face saying he was a malcontent when really there just was an unhappy marriage between the two parties. However, going to Denver and playing in Denver in that altitude, it slows everybody down no matter who you are. You're not going to play at 100%, even a guy the caliber of Diggs. Add to that that it's very possible John Brown, the deep threat receiver, and all around just speed demon, will be more could be back. I don't want to say more than likely. It's possible he's back this Sunday. Uh, or did they play on Sunday? Yeah, they play on Sunday. This week. We'll just say this week. Uh, it's going to take some targets away from Diggs if he does play. You're going to want to run the ball more in Denver. It's probably a lot easier to run the ball than it is to throw 60 yards downfield and continue to run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and wear yourself out. So I just think that all adds up to Diggs having a respectable but not anything to write home about game. It's going to be one of his lower games of the season. The altitude and Denver's defense is by no means a slouch. So eh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. I feel good about that pick. And as I've said, I only have to get three right the rest of the year. So, that's true. This could be the week I lock it up. <laughs> so, my game of the week is going to be uh, Cleveland Browns versus the New York Giants. I know I'm going with the Giants again, but this I time almost, it's... I almost picked that. Yeah, I, I think it's important because Cleveland is one up on the Baltimore Ravens. And, they, and then, like I said about the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers needing to keep the Browns at arm's length. The Browns need to do that to the Ravens too, because uh, the Ravens have the tiebreaker over the Browns. They beat them both times, so that is a problem for for Cleveland if they end the season with a a, t- a tie at records, and they face. They face um, the Giants this weekend who are still fighting for the division title. I know, it's crazy. They're fighting for the division title in... I can't believe that's real. It's... Uh, I, I know it is, but it just, it's just... The struggle is real in the NFC, NFC East. Um, surprisingly, we could have a plus 500 winner. But that being said, it is the NFC East. We're hoping for it not. Um... But I think it's important for the Cleveland Browns to win again. They need to keep the Ravens where they're at because it could get real choppy with these last few weeks. Uh, Moves can happen. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC, and a really good team is going to be sitting out of the playoffs. And if you're the Cleveland Browns, you are pushing – 
this narrative that you're reinvigorated, you have a focus. Baker Mayfield's playing pretty good. Nick Chubb's playing at a, dare I say, an MVP level. And their the offense is functioning without a certain uh, wide receiver. I would say it's important this season that they move the franchise into the playoffs and have some success. I think they will. That team I saw last night has a lot of fight. And uh, yeah, I think, I think things are definitely, definitely much like in Buffalo taking a, taking a turn in the right direction for Cleveland. I've been hard on Baker in the past, but kid kids been playing a lot better and he's been quiet. He's been quiet when they lose. He's been quiet when they win and he's been getting it done on the field. So, uh, for me, I have the Panthers against the Packers. Uh, I did pick this before I found out Christian McCaffrey was likely not to play. I, I had believed earlier in the week that it was very possible he played this week. Turns out, as of now, he won't. But I'm going to stick with it. Uh, the Packers have looked about as good as you can look this this, this season uh, outside of Kansas City. Then they've also looked terrible. The games they have won have been great. They've killed it. Or at least been competitive. The games they've lost, they made a lot of mistakes and shot themselves in the foot. The loss against Tampa Bay, uh, they didn't even show up for that game. The loss against the Colts was a little bit different. That was a competitive back-and-forth game. That was really exciting. But I think the Packers win. But I think there's enough weapons, along with Teddy Bridgewater playing better and better each week, for the Panthers to, you know, go into this game and be able to mix it up a little bit and surprise the Packers. If the Packers aren't careful, if they get a little bit too happy being up top on the number one seed, Panthers can knock them off this weekend. I still think Packers win, but it's I wouldn't surprise me if Carolina gives them a run for their money. All right, anything else? You're good. All set. All right. That is going to wrap it up for Ben and I. Here on episode 108. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or complaints about Ben and I just being very insensitive based on our first few uh, topics, please do. Uh, then, yeah, then we'd love to hear from you, good or bad. We have no problem having a conversation with you. As long as you're a civilized adult, we'll have a conversation with you. Uh, if you'd like to do that, Ben, where can I get in touch with us? Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTS Pod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports, or the website, bctspod.com. All right, broken record time. As I've stated, God, probably the last 10 or 11 episodes, downloads continue to increase. That's all because of you guys out there listening and spreading the word. Greatly appreciate it. If you enjoy the show and you have not done so yet, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and maybe even tell a friend. That'd be great. Word of mouth is a great way to advertise and, well, get the word out. Uh, also, I have not forgotten, been a lot going on. We will have our best of uh, top first 100. Let's try that again. We will have our best of for our first 100 episodes. It will be coming out. It's going to be a bit, but it will come out, I promise. Uh, probably after the new year, to be honest. Just a lot going on right now. But we'll be back each and every Wednesday. That won't go away. We will do that. But the, the bonus episode will be a bit. Thank you so much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here next Wednesday.
Thank you.